Hello, good day, and remain indoors. It's been between 40 and 50 days since the event, but that won't stop us from enjoying ourselves. So let's remain indoors and say hello to our presenters. Um, what just happened? I have no idea. <laughs> have you never sitting on that? Uh, about two minutes. Have you never, have you never watched that Mitchell and Webb look? No. About, all right, seven people are going to listen to this episode and laugh. I have, and I didn't get that. <laughs> you guys are so weird because when you watch stuff, you don't internally remember like every important quote you think might be relevant. I'm not constantly vying for attention, so no. Yeah, well, I am, Dan. <laughs> we both are. That's our yeah. job. So I'm Barry Gingell. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird not being able to see each other. Um, I'm Daniel Adams. I mean, Matt. <laughs> I was just doing it to be awkward. Yeah. I'm Matt Doran. Hi. We we're off to a flying start with this one. Absolutely nailing it. We don't have John with us today. He's actually sitting up to play poker with his other friends. Yeah, whoever they are. I think yeah, the friends are. Yeah, we've not been invited, so. I mean, I can only assume it's online poker. Yeah, no, it is online, but. <laughs> there's, there's like entire web browser tabs you've got to open for that, like. Yeah, it's all it's almost as if you really can play poker in the in the background while you do something else, but I mean whatever. Uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So sure, he's not doing that. Um, yeah. you're all well at this difficult time. Mm-hmm. Uh hope you're all getting on with that sort. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not nice not being able to play actual toy soldiers. Yeah, I I I think the thing I miss most is going out to eat. The second thing is you guys. I'm, I'm glad I come just below burgers, thanks. Yeah, I have the I, biggest hankering for KFC right now. Yeah, there's no way you were getting above uh, going no. out for burgers. I agree. And then work. Three is work. <laughs> That's a weird one. Um, yeah, I miss I miss going to school. But yeah, I hope you guys stay safe. Um, let's talk about some Gilball. Uh, competition quickly, Baz. Yes, first up, can we remind our dear listeners that <laughs> it's places to go, 23 days, because on May 25th, I think we called it as our cut-off. Yeah, bank holiday weekend, right? Yeah. I mean, I know that days, time, and bank holidays are irrelevant right now. And the London GT we were going to announce that is probably not on, yeah. I'd imagine, at this point. It's definitely not on. Is it definitely not on? Yeah, it's, it's not. So, but we can still have fun, still make up some players, see how it goes. We've got entries. We would like more entries. We would like many more entries. We've got uh, quite... Like a few good number. We've also got quite a lot that have been shown but not actually submitted to the Gmail yeah. account. So if you could please, if you've created something, whether whenever it's finished or whether it's finished already, please do remember to submit it to rollbetterpodcast.gmail.com. Don't just post it on our Facebook page and go, look what I did. Because while we like to look at it and go, that's really cool, we will actually only be looking in the Gmail to collate all the entries on that. Yeah, I might have to look through gubs and see the people posting and just send them a little message. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've got a sneaky favourite that I might be championing because just for those. Of those oh, so players, do I. Yeah, we were. The idea is you send in your designer plans, whether that's art, whether it's rules, whether it's an Excel spreadsheet, whatever you want to do. We pick a favourite each and we champion it, and then we have a discussion, and the winner gets a 3D printed uh, Robert goalpost. Yeah, I'm page. 
I've got my eye on two at the moment. So, yeah, that's what's going on. Please do jump in if you have the time. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you can, like, you know, find a spare five minutes home. Although I say, I say this jokingly because people are at home more, but anyone who has kids or, you know, still is working from home, they're, they're, they're not. They've got free time. Yeah. I know several Actually, people who most of their free time was at work. Yeah. Can we have a quick moment of silence for anyone who's had to be at home teaching teaching their children and sort of trying trying to control them full time because that is that is just that is nightmarish to me so quick moment of silence uh so yeah have fun in the competition i would also like a quick shout out a shout out to the inspiring hat podcast because they've started up and they mentioned me on their first episode so i'm just uh, returning the shout out was it a good mention oh, i appreciate no. there is no bad publicity uh, yeah, I think so. They were, they were just talking about like, like they had listened to us and they were saying how I had said I wanted to quit the game. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think was to take a break. Update <laughs> on that. Barry, do you still want to quit the game? No. There we go. Hooray! Uh, it was probably about this time last year that I was starting to get a bit like... Yeah, because it was before the London GT, I think. It was. Yeah. And it was, I just needed a little break, as everyone does. Familiarity breeds contempt in all things. And I just need a little and bit. And contempt of breeds heresy. <laughs> right, cool. But so, moving on to our usual feature, hobby progress. Dan, have you done any hobby? Uh, I, I bought some things. Yeah. Yeah, purchasing. Spending money. Oh, I um, there was the Malifaux Easter sale, and I bought some guild. So I've got. Oh. Lucius and Dashel sitting ready to be constructed. Did you get the um, limited edition what's her face? Hannah, yes. Yeah. You know, was, Hannah was the only one I wanted, so I wasn't gonna spend all the money on stuff to get Hannah when I don't want the stuff I'm buying. Yeah, that's I right, think yeah. wasn't she for like three hundred pounds or more, but we like yeah. did a group order and Dan Dan got the Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm. I wanna get more into foe, but I'm not right now. Have you bought anything else? Um, I don't know why I'm looking around like it's going to be there. Uh, <laughs> no, probably not. Did like you, um, in just on the buying, I bought the resin butchers. I did not. But, right. uh, I've seen the pictures from our good friend Richard, and they look nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to them. It's a team I've not played, and it's a team I intend to play when I get these models. I was, there was a slim chance they were going to come today, but I guess it's Monday now. Um, yeah. No, it's Saturday. So, correct. Today is Saturday. You're correct. And so hopefully they'll come Monday. I can prime them, get going. Should be fun. Yeah. Uh, Matt, any hobby progress? Um, a uh, bit. I just before um, Broken Toad closed their web store for a little bit. It's back open now. Um, they, I bought some um, of their brewers bases. I they've been doing these really interesting um, guild ball care packages where they had um, they had a massive discount on if you bought the sets with bases and terrain and, and I think gold, brushes. I think yeah, it came with bases, terrain, gold, a set of brushes, and brush soap. Yeah, the set of brushes I did want. Uh, the terrain I was kind and goals I was like, oh, it's fine. It's really nice looking stuff, but I didn't need it. And I, but I wanted the bases, but when I looked at it, the you only get. You get six thirty mil, six forty mil, and two fifty mil or something like that bases, and it just wasn't the right numbers that yeah. I needed for my brewers, and it just didn't work out as economically like 
viable. viable. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just buying uh, heaps of bases. I've got enough to do my Blues team, but they are absolutely beautiful bases. I've um, got they them. Really are. Also, sh- shout out. Um, I don't know if it's going on at the moment, but I believe is it Broken Toad that are doing the Dark Crystal miniatures? Yes, Dark Crystal Labyrinth. Doing Jim Henson yeah. stuff. Oh my God. These guys come together to do it. So it's a bit weird because I think they look incredible, but it is in no way my my jam. So I absolutely love both Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal and the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. But I am not one for painting busts because I'm not I'm an okay painter. Like I can paint <coughs> stuff to tabletop standard and make it look good, but I can't. I don't think I want to paint a bust just just to have to make it look cool, because I don't think I'll do it justice and that kind of thing. And I don't. Yeah, I I couldn't quite justify it, which is a shame because I love those movies. And they yeah. do look lovely. They are beautiful. Yeah, they look incredible. If you're a painter or a fan of Jim Henson's work, I really do urge you to go and have a check of the Broken Toad um, Kickstarter going on right now. I've just got too many models I've bought like that that are big and pro- uh, flashy. And I have, you know, I have never had the gumption to paint them. You buy them, you go, well, I'm going to ruin this. <laughs> That's my worry. That's why I haven't done it. Also, dark, the dark crystal's not my jam. Oh, fair enough. You know, oh, they look incredible. Um, yeah, broken toad. I, I do like them. I like because, as we said before, I bought all the bases pretty much. Yeah. Steam. And the ballista bust, which I would actually like to try and paint, but. <laughs> that was at the gas leak steam con, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you were there. You helped me yeah. with my notebook. Or Matt's notebook. But um, so hobby-wise, I've actually painted. I've actually painted stuff and I posted it up on the page. Yeah, you got your shepherd's done. Yeah, well, I've got to do the fact. So my lamb's weapon was busted pretty much straight away. Mm. So I decided to go with a flagpole and a, and a sheep skull demon thing, which was probably a mistake, but I've done it now, so that's that. I think if you trim down the tusk, it would look fine. Yeah, maybe. I kind of... I might just leave it, because it's... Yeah! It's yours, um, it's your paper, So I might do something on the computer as a transfer to put on the flag. Ah, uh, nice. So I shall see. But... I, the amount of time we've been off, yeah, I was ill for a, about three weeks, but the amount of time we've been off, I thought I would have just smashed those out. But I have to accept that I'm just too fiddly, man. Like, I just keep going back to it, going back to it, going back to it, going back to it, and making it worse. Like, I made, um, <laughs> I got to a point where Shearer's face was really good. And then I went back to it because I thought, oh, I'll just change it, and I ruined it. So I do need to go back and change his face. But I'm still calling it done. I know I don't have honour. I know I don't have um, a bushel, but I probably will do. Yeah, yeah. I've um, I basically mine. Um, I'll probably paint them next. I might move on to some um, Lord of the Rings. But uh, yeah, they're they're they've come out really nicely. The models they they do look really crisp. I, unfortunately, obviously yours it was a little bit fraggle. Yeah. Um, I bought a resin. Fully... Sorry. Well, you you do a lot of words that aren't the real words, and I was just oh. like my listeners, you meant fragile. Yes. Um, I also bought a resin flea and a resin decimate, and um, when they arrived, unfortunately, the decimate, the hilt of the sword had snapped off, and flea's pointing finger had snapped off. 
Um, yeah. Is the dog's cock okay? Sorry? Was the dog's cock okay? The dog's cock is fine. It's it's in a it's in a hard enough place to snap. I off. mean, you could uh, use that to replace the pointing finger. I could I could give him dick fingers. That's a good point. I could give him a dick. Actually, speaking of things that are dicks that shouldn't be dicks, Dan, what the fuck was up with shark dick? <laughs> I don't know. I just saw it. Where did you find that? I, I think it might have been on Reddit somewhere. Okay, Dan. Dan posted me a uh, sent me a picture of a the front of like a terrible B movie type thing, and it's um it's a guy who's got a like a weird flesh coloured shark for a dick. It's fucking so weird. Uh, okay, but yeah, I've been working on my shepherds. I also <laughs> undercoated um, my Oni eight ball for Aristea. Oh yeah, my goal, hobby goal through this lockdown was paint my bow action army. Yeah. 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 Contrast paints. No. <laughs> I love contrast paints, but I'm using them as a base. I'm doing a snake bite leather base over the whole each guy so they look dirty. Yeah. And then painting uh, over the top, and it's been working kind of interestingly. Okay. It just makes them look really dirty and grimy. Which is nice. why I go. So, but that's my. Now I've done the shepherds, I'm moving on to bolt action. And I'm on a, Infinity should turn up Monday, the new Code 1 set. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to try and do a bit of that. Butchers are going to turn up. I'm going to try and do a bit of that. I'm going to... I have to accept that I painting a team is not for me right now. I need yeah. to do a model and then say, like, I can paint Boiler. Then I'll paint yeah, a yeah. Ninja. Then I'll paint a French Cavalryman. Yeah. I'm trying to do a team, just I don't want to do it. I just yeah, what you need to do is jump around and never finish a project. I think we can all agree. Yes. Although I've got, <laughs> I've got shepherds that can play. I am just realising I didn't paint the ball, but that's fine. Shepherds yeah, certainly it's more of yarn. It takes like two seconds. Yeah, I'll do that. I might do that later. But yeah, yeah. so I've got some hobby. I'm looking forward to more hobby. And I'm looking forward to painting the butchers because they look nice models. Nice. They are. They are. <laughs> Yeah, I think the the new sculpt to old sculpt sculpt balance was nice. Like I felt like yeah, there's different stuff, and I think the goals looked incredible. Well, sure. Yeah, the the, I, the fillet sculpt specifically is I think my favourite one in there. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, where she's pointing, I, she's yeah. And the tenderizer, car, the card tenderizer is lovely, but the problem is I love old tenderizer. What the jump, the jumping up ground pound? Yeah, so I could see if I actually played butchers, I could see that I might swap in and out just for the funsies. You play what you do is you 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 okay it with your opponent, but you use like proxy bases to switch it out. But when Tenderize is just standing, he's in stoic pose, and then when he does like a rush keeper, you switch to the ground pound. Oh my god, I love that. He doesn't have rush keeper anymore. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh I shit, yeah. Okay, well when he goes in and attacks someone, I, do you know what? I'm gonna do that. I love that. Yeah, paint up both and just use one as a proxy for the other. So when he's standing around, he's in stoic. And whenever you move him to go attack, or when he's done the, the um, four damage punishment, switch to the other one. Oh my God, I love that idea, Matt. Well played. Per per perfect scenario. You're welcome. I'll give you my PayPal details later so you can give me some money for it. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> um, so I think that's hobby. I've, I was really hoping we'd have more hobby because of lockdown, but... I've done some work on my resin brewers. Like they've got base base colours down. I just need to do the tartan and some base work and to actually cool. paint their bases. So I should have them going up on our Facebook page to show off a little bit at some point soon. Cool. Um, I mean, do, do, should we should we stop with the foreplay and, and get into it? Uh, yeah. Oh, very briefly. 
Oh yes, sorry, yeah. Just on Shepherds. Because of the lockdown and we don't have the tournaments, da 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 it feels that Shepherds haven't necessarily had their time as the new shiny, I think. Yeah, I think think they have had as much chat as a new team deserves, quite frankly. I think they're a really very powerful team and I think we're gonna be talking about them at I personally think we're gonna be talking about them at minor level. I honestly do when all this shakes out and we start playing in anger again. I don't know how things have been going on Vassal for people, but I've played against them a couple of times now and I just think only a couple admittedly. But they just seem strong, really strong and what I was interested in, Dan, you know how we talked about ages ago, the punishment mechanic, like, we talked a lot about it, like, if it's good, it'll work, but punishment mechanics are hard. I'm interested in your opinion on how the punishment mechanic has shaken out. I believe... I, obviously, I have not played them, I've not played against them, so, like, pinch yeah, salt, etc., etc. I believe that really the... <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Um... The thing that saves that mechanic is Herder Legendary. Okay. If you remove Herder Legendary, I don't think the Punish mechanic is very good. But because you have a way to trigger it yourself, I think it's very interesting. Yeah, I've been finding the, that um, second turn seems to be Herder Legendary 2 armor for the turn. And it's like, oh my gosh. I yeah, think the I, I think that's fair. it's the herder legendary and then herder's punishment mechanic specifically because is the is one of the only ones that really to me matters. Right. Because well, with like with ram, if if they're killing ram, they're probably having to spend a lot of their influence to do so. Yeah. So the plus two armor and everyone else is less relevant. Uh, same with Shearer. Like, if Shearer has died, he's probably in a position where he has already scored. But it stops yeah, people it stops people caging them for like the top of the turn, I guess. Yeah, that's the, the thing. Really so I had two armor and I couldn't seem to yeah. get through it. Yeah, I don't know. That's my yeah, joke. I mean when when we played Baz, I did use that early doors to to basically just make sure that everyone was close control two armor and the order just looked at me like, well, guess we can't do anything this turn. Yeah. And I played Jace Fox last week with Smiths, and they didn't care that Cast had Mob Seven. <laughs> they just didn't. Um, it was tough, actually, much tougher than I thought. And I was like, their, their captain is great. She's she's great. where the power of the team is. Oh, so far, it's like you want to take out, she'll get it. You want goal, she'll get it. And both you and Jace used the dogs really nice to pull, pull, and then, oh, suddenly they're crowded out with, like, Lamb, the two dogs, and she comes over on a plus three tack. It's like, oh, my gosh. The thing I will say, though, is I think some people might have, or my, my opinion is some people have overestimated a little bit their killing potential. I don't think they're, like, I've seen some people saying that they've been playing them four and one. I'm still not sure that's the best, the best way. I don't think they've got the level of output to, to get Lots and lots of kills. They can they can get two kills quite nicely. I think two two is really really nice. Oh, yeah, I think they are an incredible two two guild. An incredible one, really do. Yeah, the damage is really consistent, but it's not yeah. high. But it, it genuinely feels to me that we're going to be when 
they, we're going to be talking about these as like, oh my gosh, in the future. And I think they have missed their time in the limelight because people aren't necessarily playing and podcasting and mm. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot going on on the, the Discord, but I haven't really been on there that much. No, nor I. I've been on the last few days to look at our next subject, but we'll see. Um, I heard a noise, and I've checked, and uh, someone someone's infiltrated the podcast. Lads, lads, lads. Hey, John's here. What happened to poker? No, no, that's later. I had to get it done before. Yeah, but you said you had to get poker things done. No, I was getting stuff done so I could play poker. Ah, I see. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, would you like to weigh in? Did you do anything on Hobby Progress? Uh, I had Kickstarters deliver. <laughs> I had... Limbo Miniatures turned up that we've been banging on for ages and it's here. Yeah, yep. and I got my Arc World. Yes. Yeah, other than so that. You've joined us just as we're about to get into our, the meat of the episode, which yeah. is the field test. But yeah, I don't have any popcorn. Let's but address the. I'm, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the interesting. So who wants to go? Who wants to go first? Well, <laughs> let Matt take the optimistic approach at least. Cause... Well, I'm I'm just going to start with my opinion is that the Guild Ball field test has been rolled out poorly. I don't think we can deny I that. I don't think many people will deny that. Um, I think. The way it was handled in that it was sort of Matt kind of teased it a little bit on Twitter, but it was from his personal Twitter, not the Twitter for Gilball or SFG. So it means that when there was criticism of it, Matt took it personally, and then you know he was blocking people. Now I understand if people were being abusive or or rude or yeah, you I know, don't say know what was there. No, neither do I. That's why I'm trying to be as sort of vague as I can. I understand why he would want to block people. Because, you know, no one likes getting fucking, like, railed out on um, social media. But because it was from his own Twitter and he's done that in response to these new messages and people maybe expressing legitimate concerns, just not in the best way, it's meant that it's it's been perceived very poorly. Nobody likes to see members of the community blocked from interacting with a post about new developments in the game, even if they were being, you know, rude about it. So... I don't think that was the right approach. I think he should have done it from... It should have been the generic Guildball or Steamforged um, uh, Twitter account because then it's, it's SFG that people are complaining about, complaining to, not Matt. Secondly, he's not been very clear about how he wants this feedback given. How does he want people to test it? What does he want people to do to test? Do you want does to test all of the new options you've given us at once? Do you want us to only test one at a time? Do you want us to test certain ones in conjunction? Where are people submitting the feedback? Is there a particular format you want that submitted in? Lots and lots of things that aren't really clear, and even we'll get to in a bit, some of the content of the new change yeah. you're suggesting isn't particularly clear. Mm. So I think he's rolled it out poorly, regardless of what I think about the actual content of the changes. As someone who has playtested and beta-tested and all of that malarkey in the past... Playtesting and B-testing is really hard to do correctly. Like, if you yeah. just give, like, a community vague points to playtest or B-test, like, they're going... Even if they're enthusiastic and want to do it, 
chances are they will do it in an unproductive way. Yeah, but potentially by doing it this way, he might actually not really, or SFG might not really learn anything, even though, well, we'll get to it, but some of these are interesting at least. Yeah. And a lot of people are complaining about, you know, this change invalidates Model X or Guild X or really affects them more than any other. And that's absolutely right. A lot of people are saying, well, how can you give us these changes and not make the changes to the guilds or models that need it to function under these new potential rules? And I absolutely understand that approach. I just think if we've been given these ideas to try out, you've just got to kind of give it your best shot yeah. and try and sort of muddle through it and just see in general I the believe you get. From what it feels like, these changes are meant to affect the game on a gameplay flow pace and ease of teaching um, method. So the actual balance of the changes is secondary is what I would assume, but obviously we've yeah. not had anything there. Like, From what I gleaned on, Matt, on Matt's responses on Facebook and Twitter, the, the you know there would be a uh, another adjustment of guilds and models that needed it, if yeah. any, if and any, what num whatever number of these changes came through in any form. Like you can say, uh, for instance, not wrapping makes brewers poo or whatever. Um, but if that's not what they're looking at, they're looking at does the the removal of wrapping make the game easier to teach? Does it make the game flow better? Does it provide interesting decisions or and remove NPEs or whatever? Which you can yeah. still test, irrelevant of whether it like makes pint pot shit. Or... But again, I think Matt needs to be more clear on that's what they're going. For. Agreed. I'm yes. Looking at the blog post that ain't in no blog post. Yeah, it's not. It's not explicitly. They need an idiot's guide to playtesting. Yeah, absolutely. Because most people are idiots. Playtesting, playtesting one, two, three. What to expect? What not to expect? And this is going to happen. Please ignore it. Yeah, how to do it? How not to fuck it up? That kind of thing. Um. Okay. Which I can understand why it's like, because like if if everyone that's working on it is a playtester, then that's second nature to them. But probably isn't to most of the community. Agreed. Agreed. Shall we actually discuss the changes and what we think of each of them? Sure. Unless anyone has anything else to say, I, I'm. Uh, just... I, I just want to not echo you. I just want to agree with you. I... You know, we've discussed this privately, and it's kind of you've summed it up really. It just felt very weird mm. not doing. It I, I want to actually say because what I have been there is a little bit negative. I do want to say I am excited that there are changes being made to Guild Ball, regardless of how else how it's been handled and what the changes are. I'm excited that Matt's at least got the attitude that he wants to make it a game that's maybe got a wider appeal, so that will bring in new players. I'm I'm glad that some attention has been given to Guild Ball, where we feel like recently it really hasn't. Yeah. So, if nothing else, that is a small positive element of this. Yeah, it's just it's got to come on official channels because I mean we do talk to him about, but that first post from Matt that just said, "Hi, get ready for a Gilball field test." At no point did he ask for any information. He didn't ask for feedback. Yeah. It's also stuff like he's mentioning that he's working with the champions, and technically the champions program hasn't been officially announced yet for SMG. Yeah, it's, it's that it's that kind of thing where it's like. Just need to handle it a little, little bit better because it was like people came out and were starting to give ideas, and I was like, "Why are you doing this? No one's asked for any ideas." And then suddenly, it kind of moved on. If the community are amateur playtesters, they're definitely amateur designers. 
Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly it became like that was official, like he'd asked, and like he didn't ask till much later. Like, okay, that's yeah. Really but, but people started suggesting things, and he did start responding. So he yeah, kind of asked without asking. But one of the like, now, we've, now we've got it here, and I can see it, and what it is, it's cool, and I want to try it, and that's fine. Mm. But when we didn't know how sweeping or the changes were, or how official they were, or what, I was getting to that point that you get before a new edition. <laughs> where like, well, like Dan and I were going to play a game last week and we kept going oh well should we play when we get the field test and he was like yeah it's not worth playing until we get the field test so it was like you know what you only get a new edition like, I don't really want to play because there's a new edition coming so it's not really worth it it was I like was you were like that mindset mm. but now we've seen it and they're, they're you know far smaller changes than an edition obviously um, I don't have that mindset, and I want to test them, and we have tested a bit today, and that's going to come up. So yeah. I want to do it. It just felt weird how it was all done. Man. Absolutely. I, th I I don't think anyone really disagrees with that. Um, no. I don't know if, if any SFG employees are listening to this and, and, and disagreeing. Please let us know. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Test one. Playbooks no longer wrap. The voice of a million Brewers players cry out, utterly silenced. No, I see. This is not just Brewers players. I read this and just thought, "Wow, I'm now bored." <laughs> Literally, <laughs> because I didn't even. Well, I, did, I did end up reading it through the rest of them, but I was like, "Wow, I'm bored." Unless they implement something else that rewards you for doing something cool. Like at the moment, it doesn't feel. Like, now the cool thing seems like goal runs. Like I really enjoyed being able to set up the I'm going to kill you in two attacks rather than having to spend four because then I've got two influence to do something with. You had a creative thing to do with a fighting team where now if you do if you can't rap and there's no other way to obtain bonus damage, people can literally stand there and go, well that guy at a maximum can only ever do 12. You can do that mm -hmm. with raps at the moment, but the the damage is a lot higher and there's a lot more risk involved in it. Yeah, so this, it, it's just boring, it, in my it, opinion. It hits the takeout game quite hard, and for a lot of different guilds. This oh, is where a football game as well. What, this is where yeah, I don't true. think you can talk about the changes individually necessarily, because uh, yeah. to me that this feels really like cool. a change that is directly linked to change five, which is goals are three VPs. Yeah, that's fair. Enough. If, okay, very quick summary then. If yeah, if um, no, no, go down. Yeah. Oh, if goals are three VPs, then. Like anyone who's played a dedicated football guild knows how hard that third goal is. Yes. Now, if you then push them to a fourth goal, that's even fucking harder. So you need to take some power out the killing teams. And the power that the killing teams generally use over football teams is prisoning and speed of takeouts by crowding people out and wrapping. Yeah. I, th I think so many of these are interconnected. I think we've discussed there's two that are slightly less connected and you can play almost independently so what i'll do i'll do a very quick run through and then yeah. maybe we can just talk about them we can go through them individually but we can then start incorporating all of them yeah so playbooks no longer wrap so you've got five long playbook the most you can get is your highest result on column five let's say so you can no longer make an attack and get eight successes and do anything from the first five columns and then anything for the first three because apparently that was quite hard to teach yeah. Um, I mean, well, that's, that's been brought up. That's well, weird. Right? Like, that yeah. line was odd. Who has ever gone, oh, I don't understand how a rap works. I can't count. That was... Perhaps it's harder if you're trying to teach the game to someone who's not an experienced tabletop gamer. As someone who's 
taught the game to people who are not experienced in tabletop. It's really not like I think I gonna, momentum is a much harder concept for yeah. people to. I think that's insulting for non-tabletop gamers. I'm. You roll, I was you roll dice. To play advocate. No, 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 I get it, but I think it's but, wrong. You roll dice, you lay them out on the table, and then you remove the armor value. If you exceed the numbers on the playbook, start again. If like, you're yeah. teaching, you literally just do a demo roll. And yeah. Yeah, One you just roll eight dice, show them a five-man oh, playbook, and then say, look, I can do any of these five, and then any of these three. You roll those dice. Yeah. So, playbook's no longer wrap. You've then got ganging up and crowded out is capped at plus or minus one. You've got the influence pool is now a pool which the team generates at the start of your turn. So let's say you're playing a, a team that generates three influence. You generate... Oh, sorry, 13 influence. You generate your 13 influence. When a model activates... Every time you do an action, you put down an influence on that uh, player because they've spent it. And then you can spend up to their influence cap of, say, two, three, four, six, whatever their influence cap is. For me, that is the most interesting change. Yeah, it has been, and we'll, we'll come on to that. Put me back in, coach. Modified. When a model suffering the take-out condition is activated, this model may immediately remove the take-out condition and return to the pitch as if it were the maintenance phase. What's really interesting is in this blog post it does not specify that this is a change that gives everyone put me back in coach this just says there's a change to put me back in coach which currently is a plot uh, a game plan card and, and champ. on uh, champ now the intent is fairly clear from the rest of that short part of the blog, blog post but it doesn't actually say it yeah the, the i'm not going to argue the rules are written as intended but it is unclear the second paragraph does heavily imply like lead you to believe that now every model has that yeah but it doesn't say it doesn't explicitly state that and if you want to be clear and give people the best chance to actually understand this and get some halfway decent testing done you need to make sure that what they're testing is clear optional i don't know why the fifth one is optional aren't they all optional they're all things you want tested so we don't have to put all of them in any game. So why not just put them all five out? Anyway, test five goals are three victory points. I, my instant gut reaction is I dislike that. My instant reaction after playtesting it just one game is I dislike that. <laughs> but, um, I fully admit we need to play more games before I can full on say that. And we played a weirdly skewed test deliberately, which we'll come on to. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I played Brewers and you played a more goal-orientated team. I so, yeah. deliberately forced well, five striker goal list just for this purpose and you played the Brewers to see about the crowd outs on the wraps, um, which we'll come on to. But yeah, those are the tests. I mean, they do intermix, as you say. My mm. instant reaction, I think you have to ignore because <laughs> instant reaction is nine times out of ten, change is bad. <laughs> People are scared of change. Yes, I think you have to accept that. And I'm not talking about like others. I'm talking about myself also. Mm. A lot of people love Guild Ball and don't want Guild Ball to turn into something they don't love. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I cannot, I, you know, I absolutely understand that. However, regardless of whether it's due to rules issues or due, due to things like a lot of people think of issues with uh, fulfillment of and provision of teams guild ball hasn't been sort of growing particularly big it's not got a very wide appeal because it is such a sort of tight high level competitive game generally so perhaps some changes that widen its appeal 
would be advantageous for the game if not the, some of the players individually. So, if I can take your take you back to about what was it, a year and a half ago, rollout season four. Please do. Um, the main overriding fear and feedback from the community was Gilball is turning into a fast paced clown, clown fiesta. Yes. Okay. Uh, many people um, believe that season three was like the peak of Gilball, uh, and this these changes do feel like they are toning back the clown fiesta ness. Like, making games go to slightly longer turns, that's been another complaint I've heard a lot. Uh, now, I'd counter that slightly, because our opinion is Gilbert has gone quicker. Yes. However, Matt has said, in some of his tweets and comments, and some other people seem to have agreed, that he wants to speed it up. Then I have I think, missed I those comments, apologies. Yeah, I, I think the way that he was looking at that is by speeding it up, literally the when people are playing the I'm going to have the ball and we're going to rotate around the pitch and do a merry-go-round that was the I'm going to measure this like this distance of however much it was from each So yeah, speeding up, making decisions a little bit easier and quicker and sort of speeding it up by helping reduce the standoff even more. Yeah, I just don't think we play a boring as fuck game. <laughs> Because anyway. changes like the uh, gang ups and crowd outs only go to plus one or minus one. That physically speeds up a game. Like You don't have to yeah. be like, am I in two there? It's just like, someone is in two, we're fine, plus one. I'm ganged up and or I'm crowded out, I've got plus or minus one. Yeah. The interesting thing is though, if I've got three crowd outs and two gang ups, do I get do I get no, no plus or minus one or do I get no, the you, plus one? You or? have a binary, you are crowded out and you are ganged up. You have a plus one, you have a minus one, you are net is how I would play it, but I appreciate That's it. That's how I interpret it, but again, it's not especially clear. Uh, the other thing is, you could say it um, speeds up, but if you get the perfect storm and you've got, say, four crowd outs, you kill a model in one swing, not two swings, so technically you've made it longer. That's a very specific scenario, but we've all had, like... But in... Words, 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 words. <laughs> um, you have... You have made the game shorter if you have four people crowding out, but the act of playing the game is longer. Okay. Like the decisions, the decisions, the counting, the dice pool, that is a shorter element of the game. Rather than I'm rolling, let me, I've got four crowd outs, get those, ten dice, work out that, plus my wrap, da 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 da. Like, Worried it dumbs it dumbs it down to people not like, and this is coming from me, fucking hell. Teams not having models with character because as soon as you start doing this, like you literally only have to play. But the wrapping is part of the like the wrapping and the plus ones are part of certain teams. But I think that's where it would come into. If these changes went through, you would see balance and readjustments, and then maybe character shifted into other elements of the cards. I agree. Yeah. But, but when we were reading the blog post, I read one, two, and... Yeah, one, two, and three all together. I ignored four because it was worded fucking stupidly. And then five because it was optional and the goals were worth three VPs. I literally thought they'd put that in because people are going to complain about one, two, and three because they haven't got the goals changed. I, hmm. Yeah, there's an just, element of that. It's not, it's not necessarily an unfair point, but as Dan said... Or I think John actually, you said it. The gang up crowding out capping does actually hurt, and the not wrapping does hurt some football teams as well. Think about Navs. 
How much the Navs hate not being able to get their playbook wraps when they when they do a nice reroll? I also think one hundred percent. Like close control has got a buff. Why is that? Because you can't double tackle someone. But I think that is the point where you need to separate what it's doing to the game and what it's doing to models. No, no, I agree. I, I, I agree. It's very hard to look at that. Yes, no, hundred percent agree. Like uh, yeah. close control. Like you know for a fact, people during this playtest, as we've said before, aren't going to playtest this properly. Yeah. You're going to have people that are like, ha ha ha! I've taken the close control and clap mass mod. No, no, not clap mass. Sorry, the yeah. low, low death models that are inherently normally not seen as strong because they can get wrapped on. Like yeah. everyone two O or Windle. <laughs> Dad and I were saying Windle and Vetcat are just lit yeah. their lips. They're just getting there and going, Oh, you can only get plus one dice from me and you can only hit the top of your book. Yeah, fine, cute, I'll take the four yes. damage, PS my turn. But that's like, where that's where you agree with me where like the fact that the creature are not playtesting That terrifies yeah. me. They're gonna have feedback based off of yeah. stupidity. Agreed. It's gonna be yeah, a bump which isn't necessarily going to be of any use to them. I mean, not our listeners, because our listeners are a higher calibre. Uh, obviously. Really yeah, you're, you're all, all very clever and pretty. Apart <laughs> from you. Yeah, apart from you. God. Honestly. So, if I may... Please do. If we just look at the uh, flavour one, it's sort of like going yep. through a little bit. Um, so, Dan and, uh, Dan and I, Matt and I played a game today. We did. And we played it very specifically to test the rules. So we used every single one of the five rules. Um, Brewers. So we could see the effect of the playbooks not wrapping and the crowding out. I played Alks and went for a full striker list so we could see um, how easy this fourth goal was going to be. I think what we found, well, I think Matt, what we found early on was perception of charges changed quite quickly so when you would charge and go oh there's a chance I could rap for this um, you knew you couldn't and we found that instead of charging so we could hit a certain result we were charging just because we were running anyway so we might as well it sort of lessened the charge quite a lot, like the impact of the charge. Stale. Like, yeah. I, I have to do it because I want to get there anyway. But it yeah. also kind of made it the situation where sometimes you charge just to try and give you the best chance to hit the top of your book when you didn't have crowd outs as a thing. Yeah. Um, Taking away that possibility of the spike was, I found, less interesting. I mean, let's face it, I, I wept like a child when yeah. Hooper charged for one, turn one, into a knocked down, crowded out, um, no, uh, vitriol. Okay. And he wrapped to the Mom 5 twice. Yeah. Only it wasn't, it was Mom 5. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that was upsetting, but you have to lower your expectations and readjust. Hmm. And it, in some ways, it was actually more interesting because you could play. A more spread out game, and Barry, you put it quite nicely. I liked it. It's where you said, "So is it less about creating a scrum and more about like two man teams going around and just supporting each other?" And maybe there is a little bit of that. And it's just you that, don't yeah, need we to were... spend all this time engineering situations where you can wrap for stupid levels of damage. Which uh, to some, and I, I absolutely understand and in part agree with you, John, that it might detract from some of the enjoyment in some ways and some of the flavour of some of the teams. But it does also speed things up and make things a little bit simpler. 
and uh, yeah, and kind of op- give you new options in a way as well. Bet Rage is sad. Very just sad. <laughs> but also, it, make, it makes other attack buffs really handy because you can't get crowd outs. So things like Commanding Aura, things like Break, break Out the Knives and stuff, do then you're looking, oh, I can actually hit the top of my book reliably now. This is exciting. Yeah, that was very... The Commanding Aura, when there wasn't attack buffs allowed, plus one, suddenly felt like, wow. Which is yeah. <laughs> so th- you weirdly get a bit of flavour back when you're like, oh, I found ways I can reliably hit the top of my book. Now I get to pick all the cool results. So it did kind of make those feel a bit more special. Whereas before, if I'm going with Hooper and just going, Mom 5, Mom 5, it felt almost perfunctory. Sadly, I feel that these, these changes come without... The, like, it, feels inc- it feels like certain models still just need... We just need to be told how to play them to test them. Because at the moment... Armor and cover is too strong. Yeah. Like, me and Matt were talking. Uh, Anvil is just... unassailable. Anvil <laughs> is, or I think, almost literally unkillable now. Yeah, just take the take a blacksmith team, sit in cover, and have a, a fuck. Like it just, I don't, I don't know how you're meant to playtest this without being on the same mind as another playtester if they have playtested before. Yeah, I mean, well, otherwise we were playing. We were playing. It wasn't a tournament game. We were playing very much chatting free stuff. So, I, so that I is how you should play to do it. Yeah, you no, should no. be. Neither you should be trying to win. You should be trying to test and and just discover yeah. how and things. I know you know it. that, John. Just to clarify, yeah. we're, we're we're arguing the point for for the. Li- it terrifies me that other people won't know, and then we'll get changes affected based on it. Yeah, but that's and why I, I bring up I this point. I really agree with that point, and that's why it should have been more clear how to go about taste testing this stuff. Okay. Did Han say something? I, I just said, so. I just said, and that's why. Bringing it up. That's why we're talking. Yeah. Because you need to say these points on a platform, otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It makes you worry as well because the amount of teams that you've got, it's going to make it. It's going to narrow it down. I think that, as we said, the fla- like I'm stupidly I'm worried about the flavour of it. But I think I'm worried about the flavour just because otherwise everyone's going to have exactly the same model. Well, worrying that John actually needs to be worried about like the spirit of the game rather than just. But, yeah. so much variety I want. This is but really. I also feel like again, uh, if these changes were to go through, that you would see playbooks updated. Like, um, it, it was. I don't think he's got it now, but Tappy used to have like the triple push at the top of his playbook. Yeah, and so like, I could see stuff like that coming back, and like more combined results. Whereas I think on the last update, it removed a lot of combined results. It did. Yeah, I can I can see that. I mean, if any, if almost any of these changes came in, there would be a large number of yes. other changes to the game that were needed. And I, but I don't think that invalidates giving these a try and seeing how how they feel overall. Try and I think Matt used the expression squint, which I know. Um, I think Tamplin really didn't like that. And he actually put a quite measured response up, which I like. When I read through it, I was actually really impressed that he didn't just go. This is bullshit. Like, I, he had quite an, uh, a reasoned response, and it's words. I'm doing it down. One of the things that I want to see your reaction to doesn't this make mascots fucking pointless unless they've got a ranged ability you can buy? See, no, no. Because Barry and I felt the opposite. No, I thought that this is just going to make them boring as fuck. It's not because the number of times during a game where I've gone, oh, actually, if my mascot had one influence here. 
I could do something quite interesting. Yeah. But because I'm allocating at the start of a turn, I never have that option. However, now, midway during a turn, Quaff's suddenly in a position where actually, if he gets that mom push to do X, or if if uh, um, Flask has an influence to just pop that person for a push, whatever, or get a momentum point, just because they're in a position to get it, suddenly they're in that position and you actually can put the influence on them to do it. So we actually felt like mascots became more worthwhile. We and really also, did, yeah. way more worthwhile for killing. Yeah, that's because, because you were actually playtesting the influence pool and respecting it. I think that's basically killing the game because it's a different... All of the other ones I can stand behind and we can test them and it could be interesting with goals being different, fight being different and we can do stuff like that. The influence pool is literally the thing that made me interested in Guild Ball, that you have to be ahead of yourself and you have to think about what you're doing. This just enables yeah. you to go, oh, duh, fucked up. Oh, it's fine. I don't have to allocate that now anyway. I just like that. I like the idea of planning. I think yeah. that probably the one that's going to, if that does come in, is going to tear me away from the game because mm -hmm. I think it's stupid. So, having, a, like, so cards on the table, we've done one test. <laughs> but, no, no, what you described there was exactly like a perfect example. I just had completely disregarded that test number three because I dislike it so much. Sure. Like, sure. Having that where you go, oh yeah, but my mascot could activate turn five, where normally, as John would have done, zero influence on him, he now yeah. gets your momentum, 100%. John should have played better and had one one influence no, on him. No, yeah, but no, what I'm saying, I didn't mean it as like, we only done one turn. I'm saying we've done one test, so what I'm about to say isn't super relevant. But the influence pool was the most interesting change. And I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. Um, because you do still plan. So in the way that you were saying, because we've played this game so long, so it's not really super relevant for noobs. But when you look at the board, you're going to go, right, they're probably going to do that. They're probably going to have two or three. They're going to do that. They only need one. They're going to do that. Let's give the captain six. You know, you're still doing it in your head. Um, you're missing the bluffing of the maintenance phase. People yeah. put influence in places to misdirect people to go and do stuff. You used to be you have to put influence down to force someone to do it. Now everything's a threat, and I dislike that because it just enables lazy play, and I don't like that. I like the idea of planning, and I like the idea of being able to actually make a mistake. I don't feel in this you can make a mistake. I think you can. You so can. I think at a um, low to mid table level, there's going to be, which I appreciate doesn't necessarily apply to everyone, etc. I think Maybe. that when you're, it's very easy to overspend influence. Yes, that's exactly the point. Yes, I would agree. So when you you've got that character, like oh, if I just get just one more, oh, just one more, and I get this, and it's actually that would be better spent. But it's very easy for a a player to get caught up in oh, I'm hitting this and I'm having fun. I'm just going to keep on going, and suddenly you don't have the inf left for your last turn. And the other thing I liked is it meant more players were doing things. Yeah, it, it, I'm I'm caught I'm caught in the middle because I mm. agree with John. 100% that you need to plan, you need to know what you're doing. If you take that away, the game is functionally easier. I don't think that can be argued. I honestly don't. I think it's an easier game if you take oh, it away. Oh, absolutely not. I 100% agree. I think that is just, yeah, it's exactly yeah. right. But, having only played one game, <laughs> um, I had fun. And so, 
mixing in three and four, if I may, when Midas was killed, the fact that he was going to come on, could be left, could be right, could be from the back, Matt didn't know. The fact that I had a large influence pool, it was actually quite exciting as a player for me to have this big gun just off the table ready to come on and do something fun and interesting. It was also interesting from my perspective to be thinking, because I don't know where Barry's put his influence, my guess of what he's going to do over his turn is much harder. And I have to then try and factor in what I've seen him do and what I know models can do and what, what I, you know, what the board state is. I can't necessarily judge threat or guess what's going to happen across the turn based on who's got influence and how much. Mm. So, Although it's a different skill and maybe easier, it is it is really interesting. Yeah, I agree. I feel that control teams lose their control purpose with it because oh, the, the whole part, the whole point of basically they weren't amazing at fighting and they weren't amazing in football, but they were able to manipulate the board and therefore be able to put people in a position to misuse their influence. Yes, absolutely. So now, where do they fit in? Are you going to give them more football or are you give them more fighting? And if you give them either of those, why? how are you going to differentiate them between the other teams that were already doing that? Mm -hmm. Are we going to get a split of roughly, I don't know, fucking four football teams and eight fighting teams? I didn't check numbers, I can't be asked. But there's that sort of split, that dynamic. And then you're going, well, I'm actually removing massive parts of what makes the game fun by just changing this influence base. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the reason that I enjoy this game so much. The influence early, like that maintenance phase just is a fucking, it make or break the turn and it makes you actively think about stuff. You have to forward think. I agree, you still have to forward think with this influence pool, but it gives you so much room for stupidity and, and like, Absolutely. And, oh, I didn't do that. Never mind. Don't worry. I've still got the the bank. Like, it, it's just... It's easy. I can't... Like I say, John, I'll, everything you've said is 100% right. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. All I can say as a... Like, the other side of that sword is that, yes, it was easier. Matt and I weren't playing, like, competitive. We were playing playtesting. So I don't know how it would be in a tournament. But all I can say is it was fun. That's no, no, I agree, and it probably will make it more fun. The, yeah. My my moan is more that I think you're going to see a couple of people that leave the game because of it. Yeah, I you'll agree. You'll see more people join because of it, fine. But sadly, I think the competitive edge and the like, the competitive spirit of it will slide. Like you will, I mean, you'll have competitive people come in because of it. it yeah. It's going to have it's going to swings and roundabouts, but. Sadly, I think that'll be the day that I go, and there you go, all of them are for sale, fuck that. And I think a lot of people, I think quite a lot of the sort of much more competitive side of Guild Ball, or the, sorry, the much more competitive players, the players who are really, you know, really high tier tournament play, I think a lot of them will feel very similar to you. I, and I absolutely understand it. I'm. Yeah, to clarify, I think, I'm not saying at any point, I don't think I'm on the opposite side of the fence to you. I'm I'm in an awkward position where I'm on the fence. I'm so sitting on the fence. Which way there we go. Huh. It's um the other one though. Like I, as I say, I can get behind because it it just slows down the game, speeds it up, and makes a couple of little changes. I think that rapping was an interesting part of the game, and I enjoyed it a lot. But fine, change it up. Let's see where you go with it. 
There might be other things that you introduce. Fine, whatever. Crowd outs, I thought I got quite good with making the cage and manipulating that cage, so it's a little bit annoying, but fine, we'll work with it. It's just the influence ball for me that I was like, mm. So I think it's going to affect you more because of that start of play, agree? Because, you know, I was never that guy. I was never, like, rapping for me doesn't really happen. <laughs> It's because you just fucking boing off people and try and yeah, score a goal. That's all you do. I'm only time I'm rapping is if I've got instruction power driver. Um, we're ganging up, crowding out. Again, it's just not how I play. I tend to play quite spread out. Um, I'm not a Brewers player. I'm not trying to make that scrum in the middle. I don't play blacksmiths like that. I'm not making that scrum in the middle. So that change doesn't massively affect me. It only affects me when my when my striker who goes into score isn't surrounded by four models. So it's almost better for me in those terms. Um, uh, interestingly, how are you in interpreting ganging up, crowding out for the purposes of minuses and negatives to kicks and shots and passes? Um, I guess it would just be at the minus, minus one. That's a really good point we did not consider. Yeah, personally... It depends how it's worded, and I have to admit I don't know in the rule, but I don't know if it counts as ganging up, if it's stated as if you're in a tackle zone, are you ganged up on when you're going for a shot? Isn't it if you're engaged by a model? Yeah, but I definitely don't think it's called crowd, crowding out. Or no, I think it's being engaged, or yeah. if someone's on the full path, all that. So I think it's not touching that. So kick values would still drop down if you were engaged by, say, three I models. Think still so. I, think very, I mean, reading the text is very, it feels that way, but I agree. I, I'm pretty sure Rulebook-wise, it's not, you know, you're not <coughs> crowded out but on a shot. I think I'm pretty sure. I, I thought you were, because doesn't um, Granger's aura neg your dice on kicks? Mm. Oh, so maybe. maybe. Yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was negatives to the player based on engagement as opposed to the person crowd, like, effectively crowding I'm, pre yeah, I'm pretty sure it is crowding out. I think, okay. yeah. Okay, so then, then the question is, are kicks now capped at minus one? Um, which, if so, is a, another thing that helps the football game. Yeah, we, and so just touching on the last point, I think the football game is going to need help because getting that fourth goal is an absolute kick in the fucking dick. Okay, but this is my what I'm saying to you, Barry. And this actually might kind of feed into John's point about the teams becoming too homogenous, but then obviously that would hopefully lead to changes where the teams were differentiated and made more characterful in other ways, which would be something <laughs> if any of these rules came in. But awkwardly, the only way to do that is to clog up the playbook, not the playbooks, the character plays that they've been trying to dump to down. To reduce, potentially, yeah. Like anyway, <laughs> optional test goals, 3VP. Sounds awful if you're a high-speed football player, right? The fish, the navigators, the some of the alchemists, etc. Looking at this, going, "What have you done? This is awful." Don't go for four goals. I know some teams can't do it currently, but most teams who want to go for three goals are now going to be looking for three goals, a kill, and a mascot kill. They're going to need to bring some option to switch into a bit of a fighting game somewhere. The, the flip side of it is where we've discussed, obviously, with playbooks no longer happening, gang ups and crowd outs going down, the takeout game has gotten a little harder as well. Barry, the situation where I had um, a knocked down, crowded out um, Cammy in front of uh, Spigot, 
there was the situation I realised at the start of that turn. I looked at it and I was like, okay, I've got eight dice or seven dice or however many I had. I had seven or eight dice and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, I need to hit the three four times to kill her. And that's that's me winning the game. I hadn't set up a great situation for it. I recognise that. However, knowing that the second I missed the first, any of them and didn't hit the num three, the kill was off because I couldn't wrap, was huge. Because the second I missed that attack, you know you can save Cammy. You know there's no risk to her dying. So the takeout game is really heavily impacted as well. And I think, it, I don't know if it is as much as the football game because I don't really play as much hardcore football. But I'm, I'd be really interested after more and more tests to see which I felt had got weaker with these changes. Yeah, we, I, I fully agree we need to test more. But... The, fo the football game feels really weird because basically everyone that's got low dodges just got buffed because you can't crowd out their dodges. Like yeah. The whole point you used to prison them out was because it wasn't because you were getting ready for plus four attack on someone. You were making it so they couldn't hit their first column. Like That was the thing, right? So when you're making it so they can't hit an attack because you're crowding them out with three people or whatever, or they need to hit four fours to just get one success, now you can dodge freely as a football player so you're not worried about being caged? Literally, unless someone yep. puts three models around your base and pins you into place, yeah. you're dodging out of it. So, so changes to crowd outs might actually be a buff. No, it is a buff because they can get out of it. Like, that, and yeah, especially with the way um, the influence works, that you don't have to allocate it because I, now there's no point. Yeah. In, like, blah, blah, blah. But, However, I say it... oh, sorry. How on the flip side, if you look at, yes, it's now easier for football models to dodge. But because they're now having to get four goals, they have to do that more. And yeah. it is naturally harder for them to get takeouts. Because if you look at something like Fish, for instance, the way they get take up, takeouts is by layering on a shitload of crowd outs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like Corsair is struggling. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying when I was saying, oh, yeah, now you have to look for a kill in the Masculine Kill. That's not me going, that's easy for all football teams. That's just me going that would be the way teams would have to go and hopefully they'd get tools to do that. Um, side note, I've checked the rule book. It isn't crowding out. It is engaging. Is it? Okay, sure. Yeah, oh, interesting. So... so you still get negatives to your kick stat if you're crowded out by four guys yeah. with one, one kick, whatever. But rather than that's what that is, that needs clarity because that's just <laughs> not spoken about. It is, you're right. Um, yeah. It's, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I liked what you said, John, about... Or was it Dan, actually, who was saying about the combined results? I think it was Dan, actually, who said, more, hopefully we'd see more combined results if wraps were removed, because that would make some playbooks a little more interesting. Certainly the navs. Certainly. The navs are looking well, for that little extra wrap. There are some guilds that would need a complete rebalance, and I would put navs in that category. Yeah. Surely yeah. brewers... I think I think a lot of teams would need rebalancing for any of these rules. Yeah. I think the every, only one... every team has a player in it that has something that you need to be rebalanced. The, the two that might not mean anything needs to change are f uh, three and four, in terms of players or anything like that. It's like influence Paul and put me back in coach for everyone, apart from what um, Champ. Champ and the game plan card. Those you can put into the game, and no one's players would become literally worse or better or, or invalidated. Also, on the note of crowding out, it doesn't affect kicks, but it will affect character plays. I've just checked the rule book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so you say that as well, that the take out the coach thing, doesn't that also just negatively impact Morn? Because I was, yeah, I was just thinking that. It, 
that does the same well, thing. Well, they'd be able to stay where they were when they died, rather than coming in from the side of the pitch. But also, so I would... Morn would be in the category of models that would need to look at if these changes go through. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Where he said... Okay, and they have... Because the, the point of Morn was for people not to lose activation uh, parity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, draw attention to, which I haven't really seen much discussion on, but I have mentioned it a couple of times, is what the fuck are ring outs now? When you go for a model that hasn't activated, push it off the field, and then it comes back on next year and pushes you off the field. The ring out game is fucking stupid now. Stay away from the edge of the field, it's never safe. Yeah. But that's going, yeah, you pushes people off from quite far away, and then they just come back on and just go push, push, push. Because they can have influence, they can take it. They didn't have anything on them. You all had an electric fence installed. You just take exactly. full damage from being pushed into the side. It's like Blood Bowl. You're getting pushed into the crowd, and they just fucked. Well, that was already the case, but yeah. It's. I like the electric fence idea, actually. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I actually quite like that idea. I was being serious. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you can turn your pushes into like three or four damage. Yeah. Ooh. So right, they can uh, send me some royalties later. Yeah. yeah, Matt, write that one down. Test six. So instead of electric fence, because medieval, would it be sideline pitchforks? And it would like, be electric. Like, um... It would be an electric fence. Blitzer's made it. Come on, he's a boy. You about to say? Come on, man. Or like I don't know, barbed wire or something. Oh come on, they can actually start selling like little bits around the field now. You can have little electric fences for the engineers. You can have little poison shit sticks for the the rat you... Shark you... water. You could create one easy enough. You could just, you know, you know, some of those little toys that electrocute you. Just like get get some of those. <laughs> put some little wire around your gilball field, and every time you push someone's model off the pitch, they have to touch the wire. <laughs> <laughs> so back to our game that we played, Matthew. We did. I think, I think you would agree with me that while the rap, the inability to rap, hurts you. It was not crippling to your brewers. Uh, I I won't agree with you um, <laughs> because it was crippling. But if I played them wildly, or not wildly differently, but differently to how I normally did, it was less crippling. Yeah. And it and it gave me new avenues to explore. Um. It it just meant that I was spending more as 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 it obviously would. I was spending a bit more influence than I wanted to, and getting a little less momentum. And it changed things. But what changed more is not being able to prison people or like create situations where they were crowded out to shit, and I could just like spend an influence and wrap to shit. Ignoring the it's, position of that, surely the brewers are in a better place because people can't do shit to them. Like the fact that you've got like every bottle has tough hide. Yeah, they can't get wrapped. They can't get the double damage buffs or anything like that. Brewers are a fucking good player. Stave is a like, monster now. Like every yeah. <laughs> Stave is like I'm looking I was looking Stave, at Stave is large like, and in charge. Yeah, large and in charge. You've got like any of the two inch melee models, their counter attack just became insane because effectively yep. it's just another attack. because you, you know you're not gonna die, you just go fine, take another three yeah. two damage or three damage or whatever I roll, like or if Matt rolls ten. Like it it <laughs> it doesn't it makes no difference. Like brewers aren't in a bad place because they've lost it. They've lost their output, but now if we're making the fight yeah. longer, they're the most sustainable by the field, far because everyone's the field test fight. giveth and the field test taketh away. Mm. Talking of taking away, um I scored three goals. 
<laughs> yeah, scrub. Oh, I thought we were going to discuss, discuss takeaways. <laughs> um, I scored three goals. Um, you know the, the the standard first one in the in the turn. Like turn one, Bidus goes up, scores at the last his last activation kind of stuff. Um, How much of a shit did I seem to give when you scored, Barry? Say again, not zero. I'd say. Yeah, absolutely zero fucks. My right? it's three points. I've got almost that many just from vitriol. Go for it. Yeah, and that that was it. It's quite demoralising to be quite honest. With you. <laughs> it was when he goes and scores. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's, it's three <laughs> points. I was like, well, that oh, okay. So I've scored a goal. Minus has gone. Last, it's the end of the turn. Matt could potentially now get four points from two takeouts because uh, you already got one. No, I killed Vitro because prisoning wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth leaving her there because she'd be able to come back on That's that. That's what I'm turn. saying. You, you've got one kill. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's potential, not in this instance, but an instance where you kill the guy that scores as well. You've got four points. I've got three. I feel I've like tried my best and done all the moves and done all the passes. <laughs> yeah. And I was on three points. Okay. Yeah, it did feel a bit like that. I'd spend my momentum to go for a bonus time shot. You're going to go first. I ended turn one on eight momentum? Something dumb. Yeah, because I, cause I got Tapper into Vitriol, then killed her with Hooper, and then after Midas scores, Pikepot could reach him with Taunt, and then put five influence through him. Yeah, that Taunt was real. That was powerful. Pikepot's um, so good, man. Taunt is amazing. I'd gone into his whole team legendary, but the team just doesn't care. Uh, second goal wasn't too bad. I missed the snapshot, got the third goal, and then Matt snapped back for the win. Um, it it was demoralising for me. I didn't enjoy it. And I know that's test one, and I fully recognise I need to test more. And play with the team differently. Yeah, but they, as we said, we deliberately, I deliberately picked a full strike <laughs> team yeah. to see. And the takeaway from it is if you can go... Um, Three and two. You can do kills and goals. You've got to do, you can't do two, two. Two, two doesn't exist in this. But if you can do the mixture, you have to do the mixture. Yeah. Four goals feels too tough. How... And... What? Could that be seen as promoting interaction? Because before you had the full football teams that all they cared about was the ball and they didn't really care about your models unless they were close control or blood mass. Okay. They didn't really care when you took them out. Yeah, they didn't care when you took them out. It was all... It was very um, yeah, uninteractive. Whereas now, now that four goals is that much harder, it's... Them saying you have to interact with me on a killing front at least once, which is fine, but we don't all have those tools. I think the vast majority of guilds do. I agree. I think it's fair to say the majority. I think don't think I can disagree with that. I think everyone does. The majority of guilds are piloted by Barry. Okay. No, like no, no, no. maybe the <laughs> only guild that I would say does not have those tools currently is Miners. I think Miners doesn't. I don't think Navs truly does. I don't think Navs do if you can't rap. I Navs think fine when you can rap. I don't. Navs are all right. I would want 
to have tested more with new azimuth before I said that they didn't have the tools. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, as azimuth can hit his three, okay, but um, what's her face? Bandana lady, windfinder, windfinder. Can her way of killing was going was like getting someone knocked down, singled out, and then going two one two one two one two one. Was it though? How often okay, did that's, maybe that's my experience of it? Like, how often did you wrap to the one? Because it's on the second column, right? I, I didn't. I just basically yeah. added it up and went, "I'm going to 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 mom to you to death." Yeah, just okay. felt like it's more that Mason case time. now that they're all anatomical. Ah, uh, fair play. Yeah. When everyone's a three zero and she's got tack eight, it's it's more it's more relevant. I mean, I've that's still saying more, you can't play two games against new navs, but that's it. But even if you're taking it attack eight, I'm anatomical. It's because you should roll 1-1. One, one. So it's okay. like, yeah. You, you yeah, don't hit you need, 3 you every need time. 6 successes on 8 dice with rerolls. It's not it's not high chance. No, you need 7 successes, don't you? The ones on column 2. Oh, is it? Yeah, because oh, yeah, it's windfinder. Honestly, yeah, I was ne- I was never fishing for the rap. The yeah. rap was nice if I got. Like, Fair you, ne- you never the only time I think was when I played against Dan up when we were at Barry's when I was like mm. I I have to get this rap, but the only reason I was doing that was because I felt I lost otherwise. But you normally, if you were trying to set up your kill that you were going for, you just go for someone that's got the health yep. that you do over the turn boundary because every yeah. two you get is also momentum. Or you look for someone like Pelage because I think when I was playing yeah, yeah. Yukai, I was playing a fair amount of Navs models, and Angel and Fathom sort of victimised Pelage. Yeah, I no, and, and I was saying but, that all as a non-Navs player, so that that is perfectly. Uh, perfectly valid the point so it's, i was trying to make anyway is that i think most guilds do have the tools to interact for at least one or two kills you need to kill a player and, and a mascot, mascot. Yeah. yeah and so i think mascots become as we said earlier with matt and i were discussing far more relevant a loved creature suddenly becomes far more relevant because you probably are going to hit that mascot i think what we can all agree is quaff needed to get better so yeah <laughs> I, I genuinely, I, I agree with Dan there. I think there is an interesting point where goals becoming three VPs means there has to be more interaction with the game. Maybe it does make it a lot harder for some football teams, but I do think the options are there. And with kills being toned down for a lot of the takeout-oriented te- teams, I think with more testing, we might find it actually evens out when you're playing a team that can have that those phrase, That's what really worries me, evens out. Because if we say that these got, you know, we have to state these aren't being implemented. This is a test. If they got implemented, therefore guilds need a change. Suddenly, do they all move more towards the middle? Which is goes to John's point of flavour. It's the Perhaps, it out that worries me. Perhaps I personally, and I'm going to be, I expect different to most of you guys here. I actually don't like a 3-0 or a 6-0 playstyle. I don't like a team can just play goals, and I don't like it when a team can just do takeouts. I, I hate it when people look at it on the lines of it's a 3-0. You never go into a game before you started the game and go, I'm going to go 3-0 in this. And if you do, you're doing it wrong. Because it, if you're playing Navs and you get the first turn goal and then you get a second goal, you go, okay, cool. I'll take the goal if it becomes easiest, but I'll also be damaging someone because if I can't get the ball, I need, the, I need two takeouts. So... If you're looking at something and going, it's a 3-0 team, no, your comment is, it can go 3-0, not that it has to go 3-0. So, it, just because a team can go 6-0, doesn't mean it 
has to go 6-0. I agree. I want to counter that with every time I've ever played into Farmers, it's had to be 3-0. Yeah, but that's because you can, because there's no armour. So yeah, bounce I, around I, like a pinball machine. If I try and kill him, I ain't killing him. That's a no. fair point, John. Um, what? All right. Let's let me rephrase it then. I'm interested to see how, regardless of changes to the flavour of guilds, which would be something that would hopefully be addressed separately. I'm interested to see how it is when teams have to play a more varied playstyle and don't necessarily really have the option of going for three goals or six takeouts. Mm. Interesting. I think if if they don't reward the uh, getting a goal more, then I think it's I think they going should, to be yeah. worthwhile. There has to be something that like you score a goal, you don't it have to pay the men to dodge for. Get the extra momentum. Sorry, I had to interrupt you guys, but yeah, get the extra momentum. Do you remember where there was going to be that thing where a screamer was worth like three momentum and a goal was worth two or something yeah, like that? If you missed the goal, you got your mom's back. Yeah, you miss it, you get one. You I score, you get specifically two, you don't like miss it, get one. Yeah, I uh, don't like that. Purely because you, I think you then have to stop the like infinite tapping. Um, sure. That's true. And also, it's like, I've missed the goal. Why is the crowd going, yeah? But I like the idea of an increased momentum gain for a goal. It's not an increase. I don't like the increased momentum game. I like the free stuff. So you score the goal, you get a momentum, and you can dodge for free. So okay. you effectively get the momentum, but without having to bank it. So I don't like the idea of being able to snowball if you're ahead on momentum. I hate the idea of turn six, dinging in a goal, getting the extra two momentum. I like the idea of one momentum, because that's what we used to, and then a dodge. I actually like that, John. I'd take that. But what what I'm looking at is, if I take a team like Butchers, who I feel can accidentally kill someone, even without wraps and without all the crowd outs. Play Butchers and just go for goals and then accidentally kill people. Yeah. I just think, well, they've got Brisket, they've got Lane, great strikers. Um, and they've got great killers. So when I looked at this, my first reaction is, and after playing, my first reaction is, are butchers in this in the context of this test one of the best teams in the game? I mean, Rich was complaining that or Rick, sorry, was complaining that he thinks they're awful. I fundamentally disagree with him and I am more in your camp as that Butchers with two good strikers suddenly have surprisingly nice game plan. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's not. This that's just a gut reaction yeah, of not a Butchers player and not playing much of this. But I actually look at it and go that could be quite interesting for Butchers. Mm, I think Butchers and Miners are the two I want to test next, potentially. Masons. Then... The changes are so fun for Masons. <laughs> like, <laughs> you were never rapping and wanted column two anyway. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also the interaction point. with uh, Put Me Back In There, Coach, and Linked. Oh! oh that's interesting. Dan's mind is currently all on that Matrix game. Super Linked. Where it's just like, because before there was always the, like, oh, I, I allocate six to honour, and, like, if you kill her, my turn's shit, and if it's not, it's fine. And, like, now, if they kill, like, Harmony, then I, I still get my linked activation. Yeah. Although I also, I also can't use the linked activation to deny influence, but... True. Fast ground is more interesting. Yes. Because people are going to be coming back on from the wings immediately. So suddenly you've got people jogging on five up to seven 
and then charging nine. Right. Yeah. I, the point is, I think it's really interesting, a lot of them. I'm not nearly so negative about them as I think a lot of people are. So I completely understand why you could look at these and be negative about it because it does fuck up a lot of what's currently the yes. game, the state of the game. I would like but look at these as an interesting thing to try out to see how it actually affects the game and how much yes. it affects your enjoyment. Try and be open-minded. Also, and then worry about what it does to the guild. Sorry, Dan. Uh, PSA, just because it's going to matter at some point. Uh, you will keep buffs and debuffs when you come back onto the pitch. Yep, and influence. So a blind model that gets taken oh, out... No. Well, no, you won't keep influence, but... Yeah. <laughs> a blind model that gets taken out is still blind when it comes back onto the pitch. Um, <laughs> and just... If you are... If you are playtesting... I appreciate I think... Did Matt say squint in the article or whatever? Like, some things like... Um, what did we have today? Uh, tap as old Jake's. Yeah. It's quite obvious how it should interact... Just, just fudge it. Just be sensible. Just fudge it. Just, I think, almost use the rule of carnage from, um, uh, what do you call it? What's the, the fucking... You mean rule of death from Kingdom Death? No, the rule of carnage from, what's the title? Gaslands. Gaslands, thank you. I'd lost the word. Where you basically choose the option for how to interpret the rule that causes the most hilarious and interesting things to happen. Just to see what happens. So when we were playing Tapper, obviously old Jake's doesn't work because I can't put influence yeah. on anyone. So we just went into the pool. I'd like and it doesn't mean lucky. that Tapper can suddenly spend eight influence because he can still only spend his cap of six. Oh, that's so, interesting. So do you, you took it as put two in the pool as opposed to this person could spend two extra. Yeah. Yes, because I think because it's Matt said you can still only spend up to your influence cap, and someone's influence cap is four. So yeah, yeah I'm saying old Jake's could. You could you could just put it on them. Yeah, zero plus two. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that will be the case. Maybe and you like, can have two models yeah. activating for six, and that's it. That's your so. Map. For instance, I'd imagine like with a model like Lucky, um, Lucky would be changed if this was going through to like his uh, whatever. I can't remember what the ability is called where he gets an extra one. Yeah, uh, one. Uh, uh, stack the deck. Stack the deck would be um, if you do not have priority, uh, you get plus O plus one influence. Or if you don't have priority, Lucky's first action is free or something like yes. that. Yes. Rather than, if you don't have priority, he gets an influence, which means you can spend one less influence this turn. <laughs> which is how it currently works, reads. Uh, because when you assign the influence, yes. you get denied an action functionally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, that's yeah the... you can't be sensible. Yeah. But, yeah, and, and there are things like, oh, uh, how would concussion work, for example? Um, that suddenly becomes interesting if you start taking out the pool. Put a minus or yeah, or put a minus O minus one uh, influence yeah, token, token on someone. So a, a two four goes down to a two three, so they can only spend three influence. Something like that, yeah. Would probably be more sensible than knocking out of the pool, which feels even worse. Otherwise so you just like find Windle and concuss like Windle <laughs> <laughs> has four times. You it's like, Windle has gone, he's activated, he's spent influence, and you're just like <laughs> you're concussing Windle and all of a sudden Thresh is like, I can't remember how to play. <laughs> I'm sorry for people who are trying to listen to Dancy and respond comments. I was laughing too much. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, it's shit like misdirection too. Like misdirection knocks influence off people. Just like reduce it or something like reduce 
what they can spend, something like that. I think fudge. it has to be what they can spend, yeah. Yeah, fudge it and just see what happens. Well, it also Cause... brings, like, it also, so, okay, I go back to the changes for individual people, but silence. Silence is so boring now. I love silence so much. So do I, but I hate the idea of what silence becomes, because it's not as fun. I can't now make your four influence stack model go last, or I can't make your zero one go first. But at that point, it rewards it rewards knowledge of the game, because now people who have a good knowledge of the game and knowledge of how who can see how the turn is going to play out can yeah. shut shut and tucked out the right people, where the other guy might not know that he needs to spend four on. Um, whoever. But and you do shut think, them out. Yeah, but I still think it's uh, less punishing. Than I agree. Before, but I yeah. think that is the part of the. Yeah, but that's aim. all silence had, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll fine, fine. If, they'll, if, they'll if, give him goad as well. It's fine. <laughs> The prevailing attitude to these buffs, from everything I've read of Matt's comments, both on Facebook and on Twitter, he, the, I think the phrase, also the the general idea he said was, he doesn't, he wants people to be able to go from brand new player to intermediate level more quickly than they currently do. But I, I don't know, I don't see that at all because look at the people that play at the club. The club where we have quite a lot of very competitive and experienced players. It came from where? Playing a shit ton. My point. Well, okay, I think we rank up our newbies faster than other newbies would at clubs where they don't have as many players as we do. What I'm saying is just play more games. But that's not as easy for everyone, is it? Just keep playing. Not everyone's got it's clubs. Not everyone lives near lots of people who play. Not everyone has the free time. And also, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong, John. I agree with you that it should be a case of the more you play, the more experience you have, the better you get. But maybe bringing that bottom up is okay. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going to win you over it. For me, that actually affects noobs is test three, is the influence pool. Massive. That the only one is because it is as we as discussed earlier it is more forgiving on the player it's the only one and i think we've often you know well i know i've often said it when we're playing when the first time i switch to a new team or a team i haven't played for ages that first turn in allocation is so hard because you're like wait what i've got to do this now what's going to happen i just don't know with, with a team you know very well it's very easy to go, this person needs two, this one needs three, they need none, they need one. It's very, very easy. And with this um, influence pool allocation, the way it's going to be done, you're going to learn to play it slower, because you're not going to get punished for making mistakes. And therefore, you're going to have to find those people in those clubs and keep playing for an even longer time before you get out of the intermediate bracket. <laughs> what I'd like to do is find someone who's never played Guild Ball and give them, these, give them the game with these rules and see how they respond. Try it. I mean, I can't try. I can't give a new player Vassal and expect them to get along with it. Well, no, I could play with Nick. That's true. Do you want to play, Nico? I feel so sorry for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be interested to see... Oh, you need a control... Okay, what you need to do is you need to... You need to play... A... Find a newbie, 
play a game with the current Guild Ball rules, then hit them with a denuralizer, then you play another game with these new rules, and you see which, in which one they picked up the game faster. We need to find a, a pair of equal IQ twins. Yes. I mean, that doesn't necessarily work, because there are other differences in IQ. Ball. Irrelevant. Equal IQ twins. <laughs> okay, start, start Googling how do I find twins to test on. I'm sure that'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure there's places on the internet where you can inquire as to how to obtain a pair of twins yeah how do you how do you go to, how do you get on the dark web i'm going to google the dark web and see if i can get onto that <laughs> the dark web uh what's on the dark web and how to access it in three easy steps it's the first it's the first entry on google it's so friendly there can't there can't be anything bad happening here oh god now find me some twins Matt has accidentally hired a hitman at this point. So, Dan, I just stay away from your windows for a little while. <laughs> but they're everywhere. Back to the influence, Paul, if I may, gentlemen. Um, while I agree wholeheartedly with John's point of it feels easier, I have if we are saying that this part of this test, which I think is part of it, because as a lot of this has happened on Twitter and Discord, I don't really know what's right and what's wrong. <laughs> but if it is for noobs, then the influence will feels like it's going to help with that. And I want to play some more games over this week to yeah. test the theory that there is a point at which veterans, or not even veterans, but people with more experience than a noob, will be able to use the influence pool rules in a way that rewards their skill. And I'm confident there is. I just can't say what it is because I've played one game. What I would say is, we played a game, Barry, and yes, we're mates, and yes, we were doing it with the play testy hats on. <laughs> testy. But I really enjoyed the game. I did. It was fun. I didn't yeah. play these rules and then go, well, this is all shit now. Despite us both playing teams, or sixes at least, that were very heavily affected by them in yeah. quite negative ways. But I still had fun. It was interesting. We learned a lot. We discovered a lot. I, you know, I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, agreed. But I, I re we have to stress this point, I think, that we played all five of the rules. I personally think that's a pretty good way of doing it. Because I think certainly, you know how we said earlier, they are all dependent. I think they might be all depend interdependent. Yeah. So in it maybe with each other, I'm not sure. I um, think oh sorry. I was just say influence pool and put me back in coach feel absolutely dependent on each other to me. I think you can play all five or just three and four. Can you play just one and two? I no. think then football will run away with it. I, I agree. So I'll be saying you could do one, two, and five. You could do you could do one, two, and five. I think yeah, all of them, or one, two, five, or three and four. One, two, five. Uh, you're missing the infants pool one and the stupidly worded one. Yeah, so you could play three and four on their own, or you could play one, two, and five on their own, or you could play all five together. I think that's you could happily player. play three on its own, and you could happily play four on its own. The reason yes. I'm saying play them together is I actually had a lot of fun with that. Mm. 
the fact that I had players off the pitch could yeah, help killing them. I didn't best Barry wouldn't kill anything. <laughs> Couldn't. Um, yeah, true. So the influence pool and the put back in, having them together gave me an interesting and fun situation of when do I pull that trigger. Um, but I think you can play, if we say one, two, and five have to be done together, I think three can be done on its own, four can be done on its own. But putting them yeah. together, I had fun with. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree, but it's not the game that I want to play. <laughs> which, which is fine. But I, <laughs> I mean, I at the moment, right now, but I'm hoping you will play a test and just yeah, you know. get time to play that. Yeah, yeah. You, you you can play with him, Barry. I think I don't think you'll be happy when he's playing. <laughs> what are you about? I'm always happy. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, but I I I know I'm the one who's the most positive out of us. Um, but I I'm, I'm interested. Well. In the terms of positivity, for me, it's been tinged with the whole how it was released felt bad. Yes, that has marred. Feel profesh. Um, the lack of clarity. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that real quick. So, um, towards the end of the test period, three weeks, I'll publish a link to an online survey to collate some actual data that can inform the next test. So that's Should the you... interesting bit for me. The next test. But does that mean we should be making notes? <laughs> Perhaps. Um, is this discussion on Twitter or on Facebook? It's cool. Um, I know there's been an awful lot of discussion on Discord. The problem with Discord is it, this is just for me popping in every now and then reading it. I don't really post. It does feel it's weird. Quite often it feels like an Alex Box fan club. Which is <laughs> um, and then the rest of the time it is quite keyboard worry. That's just my gut reaction. I'm going to spend a bit more time on there looking at it, seeing what it's like, seeing what's said and what I can like pull the diamonds from the rough kind of thing. But it feels like they he's missed that off, and I don't know if that was a deliberate move because didn't they invent that like official SFG channel? No, that was... Did Kevin did Kevin Stewart make the Wank Dungeon first? Who made yeah, the Wank I Dungeon? I thought they added an Ask SFG, and like, I thought there was going to be like a channel on there that was... I think there is, isn't there? Yeah, I'm confident there is. Let me oh, check. I oh, 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 even did SFG make the Discord server? No. Sorry. No, 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 no. I misunderstood. On Gilball Zone, there is an Ask SFG section. Yes, there is. Yes. Which I'm pretty no. sure was kind of like Locks was in there and stuff, so... I thought that was where like we could interact with staff, and I didn't know if that might be a good place. I mean, there is a, a guild ball field test chunk, obviously. Oh, there is. People are talking about it now, um, but I don't think the staff are going to jump on that. And quite rightly, because you know, social interactions with the staff have traditionally not gone well because people seem to jump on like lunatics. So I'm just having a quick look on the Discord now. And I don't know people's real names, so I'm just going to say what's happening rather than trying to say X is doing this. Um, someone's created a series of Longshanks-friendly events that each one tests a different combination of the rules, oh, of the new clever. changes, to see how people do. But I can already see people saying things like, I'm sort of only going to play the ones that I like or think I might like the changes, or change one is definitely trash. And then I'm there's there's no point 
just cherry picking the ones you think you'll like or gut reaction you say you'll like because then you're not learning anything it's, well, I mean, it's much better to go change one fucking sucks I'm going to play the shit out of it and test if I'm right mm. eh, I'm not going to interact last time I went on there I had an argument with some American guy Oh no no I'm not I'm not going on there to, to comment I'm just I'm I'm now using that as a point of, of argument just to say that I think it's it's oh, better got to a keep cooking it channel and think Oh sorry Dan they've got a cooking channel There's a cooking channel GBZ cookoff there's food uh, Why am I only hearing about this now Because you never look on the Discord Neither do I but there's a cooking channel guys Dan's rack of lamb looks delicious Oh, oh that's is that Dan White off of the pitch Yeah, yeah. That's a that's nice, Dan. Nice rack. Yay. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he hears that. The GB birthday cake is an absolute sensation. Yeah, look, it's, actually it's actually populated. There's one, two. Oh, I tell you what, poutine. Oh, um, I do like some poutine, and there's that looks that looks good. There's four um, games going on at the moment. Okay, now I'm aware of this. Oh, look at that croc, madame! Croc, madame! That's Dan again. BBZ cook-off zone. I'm coming at you. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post up some really shit stuff just to get involved. I'm jealous of the guy that's got a proper smoker. Jesus. I'm, I'm jealous of those ribs. Look at those ribs. Now, gentlemen, oh, we I know about? it's very much within our wheelhouse, but I feel we've rather gone off top topic. Hmm? Oh yeah, playtest. Sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> we jump back on. So I don't think there's lots more to say because I don't feel uh, armed with knowledge. We've had one game. Never stopped this before. My gut is I quite like the imp, but it is a different game. Except it's a different game. It's it's fun. I want to try three and four of them. I'm, I mean, every game I'm going to play, I think I'm going to play all five, to be honest. Um, one and two don't massively affect me in terms of the way I play. They massively affect me staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I sort of leave those for more damagey people. But I am actually going to try and play some more damage guilds just to test that. And I want to see what becomes the new 2-2 two -two in, in terms of... That's what you aim for and then you flex out of it. Yeah, is it three kills, two goals, or is it... Uh... I, no, I I think... Well, um, I think it's either... It's 3-2, meaning either three kills, two goals, or three goals, a kill and a mascot kill. Yeah, I, that feels like the new averages. And I want to test those. I mean... <laughs> My gut reaction from the game we play, Barry, is if these were introduced tomorrow and all the guilds were changed in ways that made them workable with these rules, I'd still like Guild Ball. Yeah, tough to disagree with, but we, but we have to accept that it would probably be... Well, uh, and I don't want, not an easier game. That's not... A more forgiving game? Does that mean... If it's more forgiving... Okay... Does being more forgiving equal less competitive? Uh, no. But in this instance, I think it does. Generally, no. But in this instance, yes. Because I feel the bits that they're making more lenient are the ones that make this game competitive and fun. But is the trade-off for uh, it being more forgiving 
and therefore hopefully widening its appeal worth it. Uh, that that depends on if they are happy with certain people leaving and new people coming in. Yeah. I also think that there is. I appreciate we've only played it once. Yada yada yada. There is a certain degree of skill that can now be utilised within Guild Ball that couldn't previously if you use these changes. Whereas, like, before, it's very much plan ahead and do what I can with what I've planned. Now I think it rewards people who, if you play a whole load and can see all of the possibilities, I think that is rewarded significantly more. and Because you not only can you then adapt on the fly and change your playstyle, you also have to cover all of their routes as well. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. And the problem I've got is when you just said that, I was excited by that. But also, hold on, <laughs> does it, does it, is it that interaction by itself harder to achieve over a short period of time? Yes, because so what they said they wanted was for, to go from beginner to intermediate quicker, which I think yes. these changes will do. I think now the jump between intermediate and maybe advanced will probably take longer than it does currently. Interesting. Which would be my would be my knee jerk reaction. Okay. I I I think you're knee jerked in a way I can kind of get on board with. <laughs> well, so, me, I would sit on that lap if it jerked like that. <laughs> Big pardon. Uh, no, what Dan said. So. One elephant in the room, or just outside the room, I'm not sure, is we have had little changes like this mentioned before, <laughs> and they never get implemented. Also, the deployments. We had the deployments. We had the, as we discussed earlier, the momentum from goals, things like guild, that. Guild identity cards. Yes. Didn't get implemented. Kind of became gameplay. Yeah, but, so they were testing stuff, which is fine. Part of me's... Like, if this could all be a storm in a teacup because Matt has done this. Is it actually functionally going to do anything? Is it going anywhere? We don't know. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, do I bother testing it? Because none of the things we tested before did anything. Is it worth it? But then it's a question of when we fill these forms out, we don't know what these forms are going to say. And as it states, there's a next test. Is that test a refinement of these rules or is it completely new things? Mm. Don't know. So I'm still in to test, but I'm also kind of, now this is out there, if it does nothing, nothing changes, and it's exactly where we were before all this nonsense a couple of weeks ago, I'll be like, why the fuck did we bother? Agreed. And I'll be disappointed. So it feels like something has to happen after all of this, something has to give, otherwise why are we bothering? Will it be that hard going to a disciplinary? But, but, but Matt said a valid outcome of these tests is nothing changes. And I actually really don't like that. Yeah, I don't. I think well, if you've looked at Gilbert and gone, maybe we should shake this up a bit, shake it, even if it's just a bit. No, but, even if you just nudge it. But does that mean a valid outcome is if we play test all these changes and they're all shit, then obviously we don't want them to happen, so we're yeah, not going to point. we're not going to force point. them. That's, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. That's, that's a fair point. point. Like, don't say that... <laughs> Never say never. Okay, but find something to nudge. Yes, so <laughs> if they have said at this point that they are agreed that Gilball needs a nudge, find then it. find it down the line, but don't 
I'm I'm not upset if they play test this and go, this wasn't the nudge we needed. In actual fact, we need to implement uh, whenever someone gets taken out, you can sub them out or whatever. Like something like that, yeah. yeah. Which would actually be really interesting. Like when a player's taken out, you have to bring on someone else from your roster of twelve. Well, we we praised the sub rules. Do you remember in the the rap catchers launch pack? Slightly different, but yes. Yeah, no, it is slightly different. But the notion of subs, I actually quite like, but I think it's bonkers. I think it was there because you also had like the placing going on. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it, it's fun, but not practical. It's a rule I'd like to play here, if I'm honest. Just to see, because I think it could be quite fun, but it feels open to massive abuse. Uh, maybe. So, but then it's guild dependent. Legendaries yeah. become insane. If you've got a guild with multiple legendaries, yes. You just chuck the legendaries out. Are you allowed to switch captains? Maybe that means you have to bring two captains. What if your captain's taken out twice? What do you do then? <laughs> yeah. This raises a lot of questions. Which is, yeah, so... We'll, we'll worry about that another time. <laughs> let's, not, let's not discuss a thing that's literally not happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we're kind of done there, right, Jack? Like, we're, just, we're talking about it. I think we're in. We're going to be field testing it. I know that hopefully Matt and I... Dan and I are going to be playing. Hopefully, we can get John involved. Um, if we can drag him yeah. out of that, whatever, like Azeroth or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> um, that is it, I think. Well done. Yes. Is, well done. Fucking nerds. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, hopefully, we will be back in not too long. To yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I would, on a final note, like to congratulate SFG and Sherwin on how well Kickstarter for Resident Evil 3 is doing. Before yeah, it's we impressive. Go. Yeah, like, what is it? I'm currently looking at it now. It's like nearly 5,500 backers. Hmm? 431,000. Nearly. They're doing great. So well done. Yeah, no, it's impressive. Why don't they even bother me? And as soon as it's over, please give us some um, Guild Ball Fluff. Don't even wait until it's over. Do it now, Sherwin. <laughs> We've been waiting long enough, you tease. <laughs> so, gentlemen, is that an episode? What about your uh, the the competition we were running? Do you want to plug oh, that bit? We did that. We plug it, but we will yeah. plug it again. If... Please do make a character. If you're thinking, like, it could be a model. It could be artwork. It could be a card. It could be an Excel spreadsheet. It could be an idea. It could be anything. You could write it on a napkin. <laughs> yeah, anything. Send it to rollbetterpodcast at gmail.com by May 25th. Um, I might post up uh, a picture, because before I think I posted a render, but I might post up a picture of the goalpost. And I might try painting one. And people can maybe pick if they want a painted one or an unpainted one. Did I put up a picture of mine? Did we, oh, did we um, say about... Uh, yeah, I don't pass words. About what? Uh, possibly getting one of us to paint it if they wanted. We didn't. I was gonna maybe have a go at painting it first and seeing what I thought. <laughs> if I mean, if the winner wants it painted, they can pick which one of us they want to paint uh, it. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> <laughs> they pick, fuck yeah. sake. And if they, pick, if they pick Dan, who hasn't picked up a paintbrush in who knows how long, they're just gonna get. He's just gonna fucking dip a potato in red paint and squish it into the potato. <laughs> okay. Look, shall we add that as a as a part of the of the thing? You can pick if you want it, just as it is, or painted by one of us to a colour scheme of your choice. Yeah. 
There you go. Dan, what colours have you got? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's got a t- he's got a tin of white Julux. That's it. <laughs> I've I've seen Rich undercoat with Sharpie. What? Uh, Rich Lawrence does his highlights. Oh. I think in Sharpie. Oh, he does. So that's his Smiths metal- were silver, and the silver was a Sharpie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've seen yeah. people use metal pens to do like. Um, yeah, metal. there's a whole movement in the mech community. They buy the mech pens, don't they? And they do the whole thing in those. I thought I thought he just meant he got like a black in in, in <laughs> blink Sharpie and just rubbed it all over a like plastic model to undercoat it. <laughs> Is that not how it works? That's not how it works. Yes, really. no, that's absolutely how it works. <laughs> uh, and and on that note. Um, thank you very much for listening. I hope we weren't particularly informative in any way. Um, and please do roll better. Oh. <laughs> Love it.